This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. On the campaign trail, you have probably heard mayoral candidates like this one mention some version of this. We're going to institute a Department of Environment in the city of Chicago, a fully funded, fully staffed Department of Environment. Seven of Mayor Lightfoot's challengers have expressed support for reviving this department. So how could the department tackle pressing environmental issues? And how is it different from the work that the new Office of Climate and Environmental Equity is already doing? Here to discuss is Karen Weigert, Reset Sustainability Contributor and Director of Loyola University Chicago's Baumart Center for Social Enterprise and Responsibility. Hey, Karen. Hey, Sasha. Good to see you. Also here to discuss advocate demands is Ayana Simba, who's City Programs Director of the Illinois Environmental Council. Welcome to the show, Ayana. Hi. So first, Ayana, can you just briefly uh, remind us why the Department of Environment was closed? This was under the Emanuel administration. Yeah, so it was in 2011. The department was closed um, partially in order to reduce costs, um, which we can talk about that a little bit more. But it was mostly to reduce costs and the idea that we could spread this out to different departments. We don't know if they have to have this one central place to do the work. So um, that's been my understanding of why the department was dismantled. Let's let's get into it. Reduce cost. What do you mean? Right. So reduce cost, meaning that, again, we can outsource some of this to other departments. So a lot of the permitting ended up going to the Department of Public Health. Um, other aspects went to the Department of Transportation. But we, what we really saw is that even even though these all went to different departments, the cost is still pretty much the same. Like there is not an actual cost savings. This has just been pushed off into other departments. So that's part of the reason why we have been pushing for a new Department of Environment because the cost savings argument doesn't make sense. We have a bunch of federal funding that's coming for climate efforts. So the idea that we don't have money for this doesn't really align anymore with where we're at. We're not the same city that we were in 2011. Mm. Karen, you served as as the city's first chief sustainability officer and and briefly as deputy commissioner of that uh, Department of Environment. So what was it like being in those roles, Karen, and, and what issues do you remember taking on? Yeah, absolutely. When we think about environment and sustainability, they've been priorities for the city and for residents for a very long time. And it's always about finding the right ways to implement and execute. And uh, we had that unique opportunity to really think about how could all of Chicago's departments and sister agencies deliver on a sustainability pathway and vision, quite honestly, building on expertise that was there and leadership that had been there and trying to think about embedding it. And how do you then find the unique priorities that don't live in a department? So what is the role for a mayor's office in terms of specific initiatives? Things like energy didn't land very much in other departments. Uh, other things, there are huge synergies, like Divi, for example, being run out of Department of Transportation. Mm-hmm. So it's trying to figure out how do you have all of Chicago work for all of Chicago? So, Ayana, if the uh, Department of Environment is revived, right, what would you want its staff to be working on specifically? Give us maybe a list Yeah, I mean, I think broadly it would be about enforcing and enacting environmental laws, um, also coordinating among city agencies. So um, while being a center for policy innovation, making sure that, you know, the Department of Transportation has its own role to play, Department of Planning and Development has its own role. So really being a coordinating agency. Um, And then I think more specifically, I think we'd like for the environment or for the Department of Environment Um, to really oversee the climate action plan implementation. We don't want that to just be a plan that sits on a shelf. We want a dedicated department that's enforcing that. Um, We'd also want We Will Chicago, the planning initiative that's recently been passed. And I think today is actually going to be adopted by the planning commission. We want to make sure that's being carried out as well. And then finally, the cumulative impacts policy. So this is making sure that communities are no longer overburdened by industrial polluters, um, that it isn't just the south or west sides that are constantly getting more and more added to their community. So we want a department that's actively enforcing that um, cumulative impacts policy 
and that they are making sure that the community is part of the planning and zoning process broadly. Yeah. Did you mention decarbonizing buildings? Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Because I, I need you to, to also dig into what that entails so that we understand. Yes. So with the building decarbonization, this is basically updating the building codes for new construction so that they're more energy efficient, um, they're electric appliance ready and um, eventually having, you know, solar panel capacity. So that would definitely entail coordination across multiple different agencies. And so having that center body that can sort of do that work beyond just the uh, few folks that are in the mayor's team. No offense to them, they are wonderful and awesome people, but we do need a larger set of folks that can coordinate between the different agencies. So it's going to require a lot of collaboration amongst departments. It won't just be a DPD thing or a, or whatever. And let's let's dig more into that, Karen, as, as we mentioned at the top. And, and as Ayana just uh, alluded to, Mayor Lightfoot recently created an Office of Climate and Environmental Equity. So first, what does that office do exactly? Yeah, and this has been an outgrowth of the initial beginnings of staffing around sustainability with the team and with a real lens on equity that has been very, very strong. And so really coming out of the last budget process, there was a stronger allocation, real push to develop some independence from the mayor's office and to have additional staffing. Really, as Anna was saying, to really think about that climate action plan, uh, both that all voices are heard and that the delivery is something that is collaborative and benefits particularly communities that have been historically disadvantaged. So there are some steps in that, in that piece that do provide some of the steps that we're hearing on this show today. What is the difference between a, a city office and a city department? Because I don't think everyone knows that. Yeah, and it, 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 it depends on how you do this in all of these places. In a department, particularly in the city, you actually have a commissioner um, that is officially approved by council. Now you can do that with an office, too. So there are some opportunities there. Um, a department is typically bigger. A uh, department okay. it typically has a large, larger budget. And uh, the department has specific things that they are implementing, typically. Uh, so you're talking about, it, when you think of departments, like Department of Transportation. Right. Or Department of Water. These are very large infrastructure departments. Education. Yeah. That are, these are delivering things yeah. um, that are really at scale. And so it's that scale piece that is probably a primary differentiator. But there's also a, a, you know, a question of, of what is being prioritized. And then the idea of a commissioner in a department is sort of the cabinet level. That's kind of the official level. Offices typically are viewed a little outside of that. Yeah, and, and there are some cities, if I understand this correctly, that have both a department and an office. So what does that look like in practice? Yeah, actually, a, a big topic there is there are lots of different structures that cities use. I mean, when you look at sustainability and climate, you'll find almost a different structure in any major city, quite honestly, in, in smaller cities, too, because people are always trying to innovate. And typically, they're doing this with fewer resources than they would like. Um, so you actually even have structures in some cases where multiple departments ladder up to someone over environment. So you can actually you know, create structures where you've got multiple levels of accountability going up. But you can typically have, you can have an office that might be more focused on policy and innovation and then a department that might be more focused on permitting, inspections, and mm-hmm. executions. So that might be one way to do a split. And, and you talked about this, Ayana, but tell us more of, of your view here. Why is a Department of Environment better suited than a city office when it comes to addressing environmental concerns? I mean, I think it's the biggest piece um, that was mentioned about enforcement, the ability to enforce and enact environmental policies. Um, You know, currently, as the Office of Climate and Environmental Equity is set up, it's able to give policy advisement. It's able to be a policy innovation center. But we actually need to be able to enforce these laws. And I think um, part of the reason why we have called for a Department of Environment is while we have some of these positive things that are taking place in the city, we've seen things like the Hillco implosion in Little Village, or we saw the General Iron explosion in Lincoln Park before it was proposed to move to the southeast side. 
those incidences were both direct result of lack of oversight, which we have seen substantially increase since um, since the Department of Environment was dismantled in twenty in twenty eleven. So we really need a department that has that enforcement component um, rather than an office where it's more of advising or guiding policy. Mm-hmm. And where do you think the money should come from in the city budget to fund this Department of Environment? Right, right, right. So money talks. Everybody knows that's yeah. what needs to happen. So I think part and of nothing's going to happen without the funding. Exactly. So I think part of it, um, one, at the federal level, right, the uh, Inflation Reduction Act included $370 billion for climate efforts. I think going forward, as we get get further and further into the climate crisis, I think regardless of who's in office, we're going to continue to see increased funding for climate issues. Having a Department of Environment means that Chicago's set up and ready to take in and activate that money. Mm -hmm. I think, secondly, enforcement fees. Um, Obviously, this isn't something we want to see increase (laughs) because we don't want to see violations continue to happen. Uh, But I think even like the Chicago bag tax, that's generating six to seven million dollars each year. Currently, that money goes to the general fund. That doesn't go directly to environmental issues. That could definitely go to a Department of Environment. Interesting. Um, And then I would say, finally, grants. So the original Department of Environment had a substantial amount of grant funding. I don't think it's necessarily go to... Uh, core functions because just given the nature of grant funding, but I think it could be really um, good for special projects and pilots that the department could do. So I want to revisit something, Karen, that you you touched on earlier. And that's, do you see any benefit of spreading out the responsibility of implementing and meeting environmental goals among different city departments instead of having a standalone department of environment? And, And that's because, I mean, ideally, every department in the city, I think, should be considering its environmental impact yeah, and, and, that, and its carbon footprint. Absolutely. And when you think about the many ways that the city overall can create a more equitable, sustainable, climate-friendly opportunity for all of its residents, you have to ensure that buildings are a part of that. That's the largest source of emissions. So you need the Department of Buildings. You need water as we think about water leakages, as we think about lead pipes. Like That's an absolute must. And uh, you could talk about multiple departments. There's a role across the board in the city. And uh, you want to ensure that sustainability and environmental priorities and uh, environmental justice are embedded in those bigger operating budgets. So you absolutely want to ensure that that happens. And there's critical roles for sister agencies, officially parks and the CTA, huge drivers of sustainable transportation and of the health and opportunity and access to nature, those are officially in sister agencies. Mm -hmm. So absolutely, this can't be something that sits only in one part of the city. It has to be something that many, many parts are delivering together. And how do you make sure that every department takes environmental and climate goals seriously? There's a couple of ways. The critical one always, always is leadership. Uh, you know, what does the mayor state is the priority that he or she is delivering and driving toward? And uh, who are the commissioners who are in those roles? Um, then you critically need expertise inside departments, um, from offices, from the mayor's office. You need to know how to deliver. And there's deep expertise in many parts of the city. And, of course, you always want more. Um, so you really have to think about priorities, people, uh, and then obviously metrics and what you're being held accountable to. And that's why having people ask questions about how can we do more for more people in Chicago and the environment is critical. This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. We're discussing the push for a return for the uh, return of the Department of Environment and, and what this department could do that the current office is not. We are talking with Karen Weigert, who is Reset's sustainability contributor, and Diana Simba, who is City Programs Director of the Illinois Environmental Council. So from your perspective, Ayana, how is the city currently doing with meeting environmental and climate goals? So as I mentioned before, I think on one hand, we are seeing a lot of climate investment. So 
Um, through the Chicago Recovery Plan in 2021, we saw $188 million invested in climate infrastructure. That's huge. That's historic. We've also seen the We Will um, Chicago Planning Initiative that has an entire pillar dedicated to environment and climate. Uh, we've also seen the Chicago Action Plan, which is putting Chicago on a pathway to reduce its emissions by 62 percent by 2040. These are amazing things. I'm glad that they're happening. But again, as I mentioned before, we have seen a, degre- a decrease in environmental enforcement and inspection. Those examples like the Hillco implosion or the explosion of the General Iron Facility in Lincoln Park, the attempt to move General Iron to the southeast side after that, these are things that have shown that we are not necessarily doing the best that we can do, especially as a global city on environmental issues. Yeah. Karen, I also want to get a, a sense of how you think that the city's currently doing with these goals. Uh, we know the Lightfoot administration is very behind when it comes to meeting the goal, for instance, of, of replacing the city's lead service, uh, uh, lead service lines. So do you think then that having this Department of Environment would make it easier to meet that goal? That's a really, that's an incredibly important goal. Uh, It's also an incredibly difficult goal because of the, of the dollars required and the spread uh, and the hundreds of thousands of lead pipes that exist in the city. Was it too ambitious of a goal? It can't be because we have, we have families that are exposed. Uh, It's a question of how do you deliver as fast as you can with what you have and how do you get more resources? So I think, and I don't think anybody is, is happy with how slowly things have started. I think there's a critical need to move faster, particularly with federal dollars, as we're thinking about that. And uh, and I think there are multiple structures that could get you there. I think what everyone's looking for is how can we see more benefit for more families more quickly? Um, and in a sense, function needs to follow that form. It's like how do you actually – form needs to follow that function. How do you deliver that? And then mm-hmm. how do you have the right organizing structure around it? Um, and the backdrop here is there's a lot that has been changing in the last few years on climate and environment that is opening up new kinds of dollars to access. I think the Inflation Reduction Act is – it is historic. It's a decade long. How can we make sure that more and more of those dollars touch more and more of our residents here in Chicago? Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you have the Climate and Equitable Jobs Act in Illinois. So you have massive backdrops that you just didn't have years ago. And so there is a real opportunity here to make sure that those benefits come through, that the dollars come through, that they're experienced equitably, and quite honestly, that there are jobs for more Chicagoans in these right. industries. On the campaign trail in 2019, Mayor Lightfoot did say that she would reopen the department and since has not. How come? Well, I think it's exactly what we're talking about here. It was a, it was a tough promise to have to make because it, it takes something that's very complicated and, and makes it sound a little simpler than it is. Mm-hmm. It's about delivery, and it's about finding the resources as quickly as you can. And so that can often overshadow some of the progress that has been made and you know, some of the work that has been happening um, because that's been a bit of a litmus test. Now, if that's a litmus test for do more for the environment, then absolutely do more for the environment yeah. for more people with more voices shaping what's possible. Um, but it's a broader conversation. You always want to make sure that you're delivering with that that place that is 100% focused uh, in the mayor's office, in an office or in a department, but recognize you have to put all of the resources of the city to create this pathway. Um, and that collaboration, that leadership across departments and sister agencies has to be a way that you get some of the scale. Yeah, and Ayanna, as we've mentioned at the top there, a lot of the mayoral candidates uh, running right now, they're mentioning this department, this Department of Environment, and how they would reopen it. So if one of these candidates that is in favor of this move, is selected as mayor, how hopeful are you that they will actually follow through and they'll turn their campaign trail promise into action? So I have hope. I mean, I think we're in a little bit different of a place than we were in 2019. 
Um, currently, right now, there is a study undergoing to look at what a Department of Environment could look like. So that's something that immediately once they take office, if they if someone does, if there is a new person to take office, they have something actionable that they can point to and be like, here are the recommendations. How can we act on these and get these into the next Chicago budget? So I definitely have hope, depending, again, what does it look like? Does it look like just a department or department plus an office? How does that look? We'll find out and we'll see. But I do think we're not going to be in the same place that we are right now. We'll leave it there. That's Ayana Simba, who's City Programs Director of the Illinois Environmental Council, and Karen Weigert, Reset Sustainability Contributor and Director of Loyola University Chicago's Baumart Center for Social Enterprise and Responsibility. Thank you both for talking with us today. Great to be here. Thank you.